Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yes, welcome back to Sports Dates. Thanks to Kia, the Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9 and also McDonald's, the Chicken Big Mac is back at Macca's. Adam White and Daniel Menzel with you on this Boxing Day edition of Sports Day and also joining us on Boxing Day night is Felix von Hoff, who is an NBL ESPN commentator who was there last night watching Tasmania uh, or the Jack Jumpers up in, uh, in action against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix playing on Christmas Day. It was a bit different. I wonder how Felix thought about all of that. Felix, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No worries, boys. I'm just thinking of that chicken feedback that you just mentioned there. It doesn't sound too bad. No, they're good. I can tell you they're very good. They're, <laughs> they're very good. Them. <laughs> I ate too many of them. Um, well, firstly, before we get into the, the tin tacks of the game, what was it like um, to be at a, at a professional sporting event on Christmas Day? We see it in America all the time, but not so much here in Australia. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's always just been a sort of staple of American sports. But over here, you, get, you find that people actually get quite defensive of Christmas Day. I know that, you know, just on the NBL social media and stuff, you get a lot of people saying, how dare they make people work? How dare they do this? How dare they do that? Well, I'll tell you what. We're all getting double pay down there, so everyone was very, very happy to be there. No one was, no, there was no gun to the head saying you had to be there on Christmas Day. But look, to be honest, the game was at 5:30 p.m. A lot of people over there, you know, you had whole families coming. Everyone had finished their sort of festivities or whatever it be. Sometimes you got family that lives overseas, interstate. So each game, they did it last year in Sydney as well, and of course they had the game in Sydney after this Tassie one. And all of them have had really, really good crowds. And, and really vocal sort of family crowds and people dress up and they, they really get after it. So I think it's, look, I'm, I'm surprised at every sport, well, mainly sports. Like, you know, the Big Bash is one that I'm really surprised hasn't sort of tapped into that market yet because, you know, other than, you know, the Griswold family Christmas, there's just not much on TV and much to do once everyone's finished <laughs> eating. So Felix, how many people were there last night? Was it a, a normal sort of you know, capacity crowd or was there a few less than what would be the case normally? Yeah, well, I think the Tasmania, because they've got one of the smallest stadiums in the league, I believe it's only 5,000 is all they can fit in that MyStake Bank Arena. It's about 4,600 was the actual attendance. Now, the game was sold out for, you know, obviously some members weren't able to make it on the, uh, on the day, but they've got more memberships than they actually have seats in the venue for Tasmania. They love their basketball that much. So I think the end, it, the, it, it was definitely, you know, it was loud. It was, it was totally packed, but I think it was around 4,600. Okay, and that's not bad. So before I let Dan uh, jump in and ask uh, plenty of questions on the specifics of the game, is this something that you could see a club or a couple of clubs try and sort of take ownership of? A little bit like we think of AF with, you know, Essendon and Collingwood wanting Anzac Day and, 
you know, Richmond and and uh, and also Carlton wanting the the first game of the season. Not that they're getting that this year, um, but do you see that sort of thing as a, a bit of a tradition that that Tasmania would want, or another club or another team would want in the future? Yeah, it's an interesting one when it comes to the players. Like obviously, with commentators and stuff, you can you can work your schedules around, and you can take a bit of extra time off before, a bit of extra time off after. But the players are the interesting ones because. They're sort of they're not getting any extra money now. They're paid well to be there, but they're not getting any extra money or any extra incentive to play on Christmas Day. And a lot of them do have families, so I think that it'd be hard pressed to find a team that would say, "Hey, we want to do this every single year." Versus what the NBL's done at the moment, which is sort of rotated around. You know, Sydney have done it both years. I'd, I'd probably say that's a market that you can always have. Christmas Day because they do have a pretty heavy population there that doesn't celebrate Christmas. So it's a very, and it's very into basketball. So it's, it's an easy market to fill the stands and to fill the crowd with. But look, I'd, I'd be surprised if a single team outside of maybe Sydney went in there and just said, you know, we're going to do this every year. I think they'll, they'll rotate it around for the most part. So Felix, is that what you expect to see? I mean, Sydney had 8,500 there at their game yesterday against Illawarra. The last three games, they've all had over 10,000 fans. So probably a slight drop-off there in Sydney. Do you expect the NBL to say, hey, look, we're going to open it up to the 36ers. We're going to open up to the Wildcats, two different teams to have that opportunity. And then potentially they say, hey, it's not for us. Or maybe, yeah, let's give it a crack. Yeah, I think every team will want to have a crack at it because, it, look, it's an interesting game you can have. I know Tasmania did their special Christmas jerseys, which sold out immediately. So there's a lot of stuff you can add to it. One thing I would like the NBL to do is to just say, you know what, the tickets are 5 bucks or the tickets are 10 bucks. We're not going to knock on regulation prices on this one. We're just going to fill the stands because the best thing about Christmas Day as well for a league, you know, that's a minority sport when you compare it to the AFL and cricket, is you just want new eyeballs on. And the league's at a level now where you want as many eyeballs as possible. And to do that, you know, make the tickets dirt cheap on that day. The best thing about the TV is on Christmas Day, you get a big audience that may not necessarily watch basketball. And hopefully, if you have a good game, it can draw them in. Yeah, I think that's an underrated point, is you're going to get a bigger viewing crowd on TV at home watching the game. And you were at at Tassie last night. Uh, Is there concerns down there? They've lost three of their last four games now. Just a week and a half ago, it looked like they might be the major contenders to Melbourne United. Is there a few concerns with dropping three of their last four? Yeah, well, well, there's a big concern when it comes to the ladder because the parity in the NBL, you know, they dropped from second to fourth with that loss. And now Melbourne United are you know, four and a half games clear on top. It's, it's very hard to see them overall getting beaten. But look, the, the league has, it's a, such a roller coaster league where, you know, the, the Illawarra Hawks were the worst team in the league by a, the length of, of Flemington Strait. And now all of a sudden they're, you know, potentially going to be a contender and, and be able to sneak into the finals late, albeit a new coach and everything. But yeah, I, I would never be too worried with a couple of losses, especially because they haven't been necessarily terrible losses you know they, they laid an egg against southeast melbourne that's for sure they, they you know there was glad wrap over the rim they just couldn't get it done but <laughs> no I, I wouldn't be too concerned for the for the tassie locals there i think they'll be able to bounce back once uh, push comes to shove and you mentioned illawarra as well with their new coach justin tatum so jason's dad uh what a turnaround it's been in illawarra winning three of their last four matches must have been a surprise to see uh him get that improvement straight away Absolutely unbelievable. Now, if you're the old coach, you probably don't want to see that. The new bloke comes in. And the interesting thing with, with Justin Tatum, who on air I've called him Jason Tatum about 10 times. So I'll put out Fair. the public apology that I've called him Jason Tatum. But he, before coming to Illawarra, he'd only coached high school basketball. He really didn't have a huge pedigree. He was brought in as an assistant coach. And then obviously the change gets made and he gets that sudden lift to being the head coach because you usually have to go with the assistant coach. And now 
you know, the way that he's, he's a player's coach, the guys love him. I've spoken to guys at Illawarra, and they absolutely love the guy. So if I'm Illawarra, I'm saying, you know, this is our guy. Lock him in, because Adelaide's also hunting for a coach. And when you look at the two franchises, I'll probably say Adelaide can throw a bit more money at him. So if I'm Illawarra, I'm saying, look, this is our guy. But the change in that team, just from the mindset, you know, the guys love going to practice. They absolutely love being around him. He's, he's a fun guy. And also, late game, he's making the right decision. So I think that they're just, the Illawarra Hawks are lucky. They might have struck gold on a guy that, you know, if he had started his head coaching career elsewhere, he might have been, you know, seeking some much higher offers. But I think that they just need to put that pen to paper and say, this is our guy. Put some faith in the franchise and say, this is our guy for the next couple of years. We're talking to Felix Von Hoff, who is an NBL ESPN commentator, joining us on Sports Day on this Boxing Day night. Felix, just on that, is that a, do you, is it a sugar hit? Because often when a new coach comes in, there is that sugar hit where players will play really well for a period of time, sometimes short, and then things go, kind of go back <laughs> to reality. Or is this a bit different? Do you think this is sustainable? Well, I think it's sustainable because, look, it's the best bet in sport. The team that's had just fired their coach and they're coming back in because everyone sort of wakes up and thinks, hey, you know what, we, we might be next if we don't start playing well. And originally, that's what I thought it could be for the first couple of games. But then they won their third, and it was when they lost, they lost convincingly to Tasmania, and I thought, okay, here's where the party's over. Here's where they're going to they're gonna step out their next game against Sydney and they're going to get smacked again, and everyone's going to say, you know what, Justin Tatum, maybe he's not the guy, and you know the NBL media, they'll be calling for his head the next week. But that win over Sydney, where they looked really, really good, I think that was enough. For the fact that they lost and then won again is enough for me to say, okay, there's some instinctual stuff. It's built in a little bit now, more so than just that sugar hit. But you know what? You never know at this point. There maybe is a little bit too early to be calling that he's the messiah in the future. But I do think we've seen at least enough now to be confident that he's good enough to be at the helm for at least the rest of the season. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Now, Felix, I want to ask you about Saturday night's overtime win. Is that the game of the season? Melbourne knocking off Perth. They were down by four points with less than 20 seconds to go in regulation and somehow found a way to get it done again. Absolutely unbelievable. By far, by far the best atmosphere of the season. I think the game over at the last quarter was the best last quarter and the best finish we've had it at it. Everything, even the, the game-tying free throws bounced up off the rim, bounced again, then went in. Like it had absolutely everything. And especially in a game like that, when it's sold out, the open air, they've got fireworks. Melbourne United was, you know, 10 minutes away from wrestling a bear at halftime. They absolutely brought out every single gimmick that you can bring out and they managed to put on a show for everyone. So it was fantastic. But no, I think the, the mix of, you know, Chris Golding hitting big shots, Bryce Cotton coming out and just proving that he's the best player in the league by a country mile and possibly the greatest import we've ever seen. I think it, it had absolutely everything you'd want in it. So yeah, no, if, if you can pick a game, to put on the poster for the NBL, that's the one. If you can pick a game to probably say, let's delete the footage, it would have been the Jack Jumpers versus <laughs> South East Melbourne on Christmas Day. So we got, the, we, we got the polar opposites in two different days. We did get the best of both worlds. Now I want to ask you about your Christmas. You were down in Tassie. Now you're up to Cairns today. It's, uh, you've been busy the last 24 hours. Did you get to celebrate it at all? Oh, I got a little bit. I spent the night at the parents' house and then uh, woke up and, and did a little bit of stuff there. But no, I, I, I like to conveniently party every weekend of the year. So I'm, <laughs> I'm quite happy to miss Christmas Day and uh, spend the other 52 weeks on Chapel Street. So it, it just sort of even, evens itself out. But no, no, I, I, I see the family enough to, to chase some money elsewhere on Christmas Day. <laughs> and who wins tonight? The Taipans or the Wildcats? <laughs> the Taipans or the Wildcats? Well, I'll tell you what, it was, the game was almost cancelled tonight because the air conditioning broke in Cairns. An absolute right. shambles, but they've managed to get 
they've managed to get it fixed up. So there's no condensation on the court. So luckily we've got we've got that working for us here. But I, I think the Wildcats will be too strong in this one. And the fact that they've had to miss Christmas travelling to get over there, I think there's no no chance that they lay an egg in this one. So I'll, I'll go with the Wildcats tonight. I must confess, I've never heard of a, a game potentially cancelled because of an <laughs> so, air conditioning issue. I thought they would just to play. The NBL, this would have been hot. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah. to the NBL. Yeah, just because that, that, that condensation sort of stuff. Well, the last Cairns game, the shot clock broke, and I had to commentate that one, and we had a 51-minute break in between playing. We were, when's the shot clock coming back? So some of, this, <laughs> some of the things we love about the NBL, absolutely, any team can beat anyone, and absolutely anything can stop a game. So, Felix, just on that, as we let you go, if you had to rank, well, I'm going to ask you, rank the top three at this stage in what seems to be a fairly even competition, what what would your Felix power rankings be? Yeah, well, it'd be Melbourne United by as far as you can possibly get. Like, you know, four, four games ahead in what's a league that's usually separated by half a game, first through fourth. So Melbourne United easily at the top there. I'll still put Perth second. I think their turnaround in the second half of the season has been... Absolutely amazing. And any team with Bryce Cotton, you just have to rank highly. And I, and I do think that the Jack Jumpers, although they've been on a bit of a skid, I think there is a little bit of a gap between that three and when they're playing at their best. So the Jack Jumpers at their best, there's a little bit of a gap down now that Sydney started to drop off a little bit. Brisbane have got a player coming in. They could be all right. But I'd probably still put the Jack Jumpers up there in third. Okay. Interesting. Felix, uh, good luck tonight with the call and we'll catch you again soon. Thanks, mate. Speak soon.